Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace alongside sports director Lindsey Goff, morning break anchor Tim Guidero. We are coming to you from a hotel in beautiful, snowy Hendersonville, <laughs> Tennessee. Um, our plan is we are on the way to Indianapolis. It is we are recording this around 8.15 our time, local time, on Thursday night. Our goal was to get into Kentucky on our way to Indianapolis, but Mother Nature had other plans. <laughs> uh, as you probably know, the weather has been quite frightful across Kentucky, uh, Tennessee, and so for safety's sake, we have called it a night on the road, and we're going to be doing this podcast for you here, but we are excited. We are a couple hours from Indianapolis. We're going to hit it in the morning get up there and begin our coverage of the national championship game between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. And how about that right in? Guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake's not as familiar with the snow as maybe, you know, Tim. Tim's a New Yorker, so definitely Tim knows about the snow. And clearly we get snow in Kentucky. They're under a state of emergency as yeah. we're recording this. So uh, a little change of pace for you, Jake. Yeah, my, my South Georgia blood is not used to <laughs> single-digit temps. I've told a number of people that uh, leading up to this week, so we will see how this week yeah. holds for me with the weather. But I think the matchup is exciting, and, it is. and it's an all-SEC. And it's all, indoors. Yeah, an all-Southeastern <laughs> Conference, two Southern rivals meeting in beautiful Indianapolis in January. <laughs> indoors again yeah, uh, thankfully low of eight degrees on monday which is game day uh high i think is like low 20s so uh have fun with that so folks. uh tune in for tell, the content tell stay to watch gonna us, be a blast stay yeah, to watch uh, us freeze outside <laughs> but of course on the field it's going to be 70 degrees and comfortable because yeah. it's a dome stadium and these two southern teams will not have to worry about dealing with any kind of conditions what are, what are we excited about most? And we'll start just with the matchup, not not so much. We'll, we'll talk about the weekend in general in a little bit. But what are we most excited about? We did see these two teams play yeah. about a month ago in Atlanta, the SEC championship. And to be quite honest, after about the first five, six, seven minutes of the game, wasn't much of a game. Alabama rolls to a 41-24 win in the SEC title game. You know, I tell you, everybody is making this about Georgia versus Alabama round, whatever you want to call it, five for Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban, eight of, of the games that, you know, set Georgia not won the last seven. What I am most excited about is the University of Georgia is one game away from winning a national championship, the yeah. first one since 1980. The opponent, I mean, obviously the opponent is important to the game, but the important to the impact and the celebration and the significance that that would have it doesn't matter. They could be playing Benedictine on Monday. <laughs> and if they won and won a national championship, that would be fine. But it would make it so much sweeter if they were able to exercise all those Alabama demons and take care of kind of two curses at one time. It is very much a kill two birds with one stone possibility here for the Bulldogs to get past Alabama and to get that national title that has long escaped the grasp of Georgia of the Georgia Bulldogs and the Georgia Bulldog fans, I think would be just an, an incredible story. You, if, if Georgia wins Monday night, that sound you'll hear from Indianapolis is the <laughs> weight lifting off the shoulders of Bulldog Nation and a large exhale 
coming from the chest of those who wear red and black all over the state of Georgia, because it has been 41 years and it's been a long 40, well, 42 years now for Georgia fans. Yeah. And, you know, those fans have <laughs> suffered right along with anybody who has ever played for the University of Georgia. I mean, they're the ones that have been there all of those 41 years. You know, if you play for Georgia for four years, well, then it's yeah. on somebody else to take care of all that baggage. But the fans are the ones that are there every week, that are there every year, and that have carried that weight for so long. And it would just be remarkable. I think the reaction would be unbelievable. Lindsay and I were talking about it on the way up. If only... They finished it out in Atlanta. Could you imagine the reaction in the state of Georgia had they won the national championship then? Didn't happen, but we've got another chance to do it here. I mean, we saw what the Braves did and how excited people were for that, and it hadn't even been as long as, since 1995. So I think if Georgia can, and you know, maybe the Braves have broken the Georgia sports curse and kind of opened the door for the Bulldogs, we'll have, you know, that's to be determined. But you saw the excitement from those fans, and even though that was on the road, I mean – it was a celebration for a week straight in Atlanta, it seemed like. So I can only imagine it would be very, very similar if the dogs it, brought it home. It's not a perfect comparison in terms of Braves and Bulldogs, but you right. do look at the run that the Braves went on and, and getting past the Dodgers the way they did, and the Dodgers had been this big, bad bully for so many teams in the National League, but especially the Braves coming back from 3-1 in that LCS in 2020 and having, having, put, having put the Braves out in the playoffs a number of years ago, getting past them was kind of that exhale moment for a lot of Braves fans. Here, Georgia fans, as we mentioned, had that chance to get a national title and get past Alabama all in one game, all in one 60-minute period, and it could be just – a moment of of relief, I think, as much as jubilation for Georgia fans. <laughs> in terms of the weekend, we're we're gonna get into the game. We've got several more of these podcasts that are coming out. We've got a full weekend full of coverage coming up. So we're gonna touch on the the game and the players and the adjustments and everything from Kirby Smart to Nick Saban coming up on WTOC Sports Podcast and on the news coming up throughout the weekend. But just in terms of this weekend, besides the temperatures, because I know you two <laughs> Northerners are really excited about that. Don't call me that. Don't but call me that. What are we excited to see? I want to see, and this is going to kind of go into another question for you, Lindsay. I want to see the mood of Georgia fans. Yeah. Um, I think if it was any other opponent, you would see Georgia fans coming in confident, uh, expecting to win, ready to go. But it's Alabama on the other side. And all those demons that we just mentioned are still very much there. Mm -hmm. And immediately after the SEC championship game, the reaction that I got most from Georgia fans that I know is, we're never going to beat these guys, and we're never going to beat that guy, Saban. So that was such a demoralizing loss uh, that it really is going to see if the fans have bought back in because – this year, the fan base was really kind of caught up in what was going on. I mean, from the once they got past Clemson in week one. You kind of realized. Everybody said, all right, they're going to go at least to the national championship game. That's, that's, you know, a given, which it wasn't, of course, but it turned out to be that way. And as much as Georgia fans were saying, well, you know, it's still Alabama going to the SEC championship game. So, you know, we're, we're not confident. We're hopeful. They were confident going into the SEC. I have never seen Georgia fans as 
expectant of a victory against Alabama as they were five weeks ago. It was an Alabama team that just the week before needed nearly 58 minutes to score on an Auburn team that went yeah. six and seven. This this was the Alabama team that was beatable. This was the Alabama team that was vulnerable. How many times have we said that in the we last thought. 13 years? We thought. Yeah. And, and that's what makes me think that just maybe that game was the outlier and that Alabama played a game that unlike it had played all year. Georgia played a game unlike it had played all year. The chance of that both happening again on Monday night I'd be surprised if, if both teams played exactly the way they did on December 4th. Lindsay, you, sorry, you went down to Miami. Yeah. So you were there. You saw the postgame fireworks. You saw the beatdown that, that Georgia put on Michigan, 34-11, in a mm. game that probably wasn't that close. What was the mood from fans leaving the stadium? Because it felt like at least a little bit there, it was a reminder. It's been interesting to kind of watch the fan base because – we were also at the SEC championship, and it felt like you let the air out of the balloon after the SEC championship. They're just like, well, you know, we lost to Alabama again. We're not SEC champions. You know, now we got to wait and see. So we get to Miami, and Michigan traveled way better than Georgia fans. There were a lot more uh, fans wearing blue in that stadium, which if I lived in Michigan in December, I would probably want to go to Miami too. So I get that. But – the fans I talked to, the Georgia fans that I talked to, you know, they felt good about the matchup with Michigan, but I don't think they felt confident. They felt great. They were like, well, you know, it's going to be a tough game, but I think we'll pull it out. And, of course, they did. Georgia won big in that game. The fans were excited. You know, we're going to the national championship. But at that point, they knew that Alabama was waiting for them. I don't think they feel great about it. And maybe not as confident as they did heading into the SEC championship. But it's kind of like Tim said. Well, first of all, it's rare, I think, to lose to the same team twice when that does happen, which is it's rare that you play the same team twice. But like Tim said, you know, Alabama played fantastic that day and Georgia didn't play that great. Can that happen twice? Sure. Is it likely? Not necessarily. Yeah, this is uh, the fifth rematch of top five teams since 1959. Yeah. And the same team has never won both games in the previous four. Hmm. So. You know, if you like Fun that fact. stuff, <laughs> if you like your, that stuff, put your faith in in Georgia. You either got to stay on the trend. If you're an Alabama fan, you say it's due, right? I am interested to see what Georgia says. And we've, we've heard from the dogs a little bit already this week. And I think they're saying what they're supposed to say. They're not going to come out there and say, well, we got blown out <laughs> a month ago. We're going to get blown out again. They seem confident and and this is a team that is going to take take after their leader and their leader is Kirby Smart and Kirby Smart is going to come in I think motivated uh we've seen him you know sometimes Georgia fans call it the revenge tour how he how he gets his guys up ready to go against an opponent that they have recently lost to we saw it recently in 2017 when they got spanked at Auburn and Jordan Hare and then returned the favor in Atlanta to win the SEC title in a game that led them to the national championship. But just to, to hear the team, and I think even though it will be through Zoom, it won't be in person, I'm excited to see the players, to, to kind of look in their eyes and see what they're saying, how they're talking, and and see if they feel like they can beat this Alabama team. One thing I've kind of taken away, because I was listening to these press conferences 
uh, right right before we came in here to record this, going into the Orange Bowl, they were asked a lot about that SDC championship loss. And, you know, they kind of said it woke us up and we've put our head down. We've gone to work every single day knowing how bad that loss felt and knowing we wanted to come to the Orange Bowl and perform. And they did. And they've kind of said the same thing going into this. You know, they're like, we're preparing for Alabama, you know, as if it were any other game. They're not trying to get, you know, two out of their minds thinking about the national championship. But it seems like they've really just put their head down and go to work. Even if you look at the celebration video from the Orange Bowl, of course they were excited. But, I mean, they weren't, like, going crazy because, you know, there's another goal beyond that semifinal game, and it was this. Well, and the players, especially these players, are more resilient than fans. Uh, they haven't lost to Alabama seven times in a row. Yeah. University of Georgia has, but these players, most of them have lost last year and this year. These players are not on a 40-year. No, these players are not carrying around 40 years of baggage. I mean, now they are because that's what's being thrown on them going into Monday They're night. They're aware of it, but, but yeah. the fan base has been through all of the downfalls over that time and the disappointments and losing the games that Georgia shouldn't lose, which – They have done many times. So they're carrying all that scar tissue into Monday night. That's why it makes it a little bit harder for the fans to maybe buy in and believe. Whereas I think the players, they know how good they are. They know how good this team is. They know how good this roster is. I think they just feel that they have to go out and play like they can play and they can ease, they can win this game. Well, and ultimately, it's the players that have to buy in. The fans yeah, aren't suited fans up. Don't matter. So. <laughs> One other thing you can buy into our coverage of the national championship game in Indianapolis Monday night. Tim Guider, Lindsey Goff, myself, Jake Wallace will be in Indianapolis leading our WTOC national championship coverage beginning Friday. Weather permitting. Yeah. And we Hopefully. will lead you right up to kickoff with a live pregame special Monday night, 730. You'll see it exclusively on WTOC as well as WTOC Plus. Guys, looking forward to this week. It's going to be a really exciting week. It's going to be cold, but I think there's only so many times you get to cover things like this. And I think we're all really excited for it and the chance to do it. And I, I think it's going to be good. We're going to have a lot of great stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's history that could possibly yeah. be made. I mean, uh, I think I mentioned this going into the SEC championship game. This is my 30th year covering Georgia football. I didn't realize until about midway through this season, the drought was only 10 years old when I moved to Georgia. I've been part of this for 30 <laughs> years now, not necessarily as a fan, but I've been close to it for all that time. So it is. It's really going to be something if they're able to pull it off. And and hopefully tonight is the only audible that we have had to call right. for the weekend. <laughs> we, we don't have any other curves coming at us, and we can kind of carry on with our coverage that, that we are looking forward to do. But, uh, you know, this traveling today was a little bit uh, icy. Yeah. Hey, and, and you know what we have to do is we have to commend Dante Lee. Yes. Who Earth. was driving our gigantic yeah. satellite truck. Uh, for basically 10 hours today, mm-hmm. the last two or two and a half hours of which in some pretty harrowing conditions. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so thank you, Dante, yeah. for, for what you did today. And uh, when you see shots of us uh, standing in front of the stadium, know That's that Dante is the, yeah, the brains behind the operation making us look as good as we look. Also, be sure to tune in, download our WTOC podcast wherever you found this one. We are available 
on really all the major pl- podcasting platforms. You can also get them at WTOC.com. We'll have a few more of these coming out this week uh, leading up to the national championship game. You can also follow all of us on social media, follow the WTOC social media pages. We'll be doing coverage from Indianapolis. You'll see stuff there. You won't see anywhere else. It's going to be a really great weekend of big time college football coverage. If you're a Georgia fan, if you're an Alabama fan, if you're just a sports fan or a college football fan, it's going to be a great weekend And WTOC is going to be there to cover it all. So we will see you Friday. By the time you're listening to this, we will most likely be on the road heading towards Indianapolis. And our live coverage begins on the news at 4 o'clock on Friday. For Tim Guider, for Lindsey Goff, I'm Jake Wallace. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.